The amazing turtle it is a cowabunga kind of day. So trying to so trying to find your groove in your introduction, huh? A little bit, trying different things, trying to get my pep up, you know. Yeah, but I'm yeah, working you, on it. Working. Yeah, 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 find what works for you. Some people just go with their name, but I like that you want to add a little bit more to it, especially when cowabunga. Very nice, very nice. Let's see. I'm still not used to you know having it like the ball tossed to me right away. Usually it's they the one person does their introduction and they say I and I am with this, that, that and this. I'm still getting used to having to step right in. But I'm getting there. Yeah. No, you know, back in the day I used to do the whole like, you know, this is Travis staying alongside me is blah 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 and stuff like that. But it's just like ah I already talk enough as it is. I don't need to you know, introduce somebody else, but you're going to find it, man. You're going to find it. Because I got faith in you. I got faith in you that you're going to – so far, you are doing great. You're you're bringing what I wanted to as far as uh, a co-host to the podcast. Uh, very informative information uh, going on in the indie scene. Um, so a lot of positivity going on, and I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're continuing here with me. Um we still haven't got any Dally or Steve. Uh, hopefully they will return within the next uh, week or so. Um, not to put the cart before the horse, but I do want to kind of make a uh, pretty cool announcement. Uh, it is actually in the works right now that next week's show, uh, we may have a guest. Oh. So I'm not quite sure if I should say who it is. Um, I really want to because really at this point, since I already said that we're going to have a guest, even if they don't show up, it's already a bust. But I don't know if I should name who it is. Mm. What do you think? What do you think? Now, if this, if you were, if you were the main host of Just Vegan Wrestling, and you had a name of a guest, would you want to tell your listeners now to prepare them for next week, or would you want to keep it a secret until then? Well, if it were me. I mean, based on what you just said, you're not 100% that they will show up, but we could save it to the end of the show. Yeah. Well, here, here's what I can tell you. Um, it was It was mentioned to the person that I would like them to come on the show in two weeks. I gave them a two weeks head up from last week. Uh uh, pending their schedule, I'm not quite sure when the recording is going to happen. But the recording will happen next week, as far as I know. 
So, it could be recorded on Monday to be released on Tuesday. It could be recorded on Tuesday to be released on Wednesday. We might not be able to uh, get with them until Friday, which I would have to push the recording off until next week. But I reached out. I said, hey, listen, I want to get you on the show. We've been talking for talking about it for a while. I want this to happen. And, uh, I mean, I don't... Uh, I don't think I see any issue with announcing who it is. Um, but, you know, I guess we will, uh, we'll see if I, uh, mention it at the end of the show. How about that? You know what? We'll go with that. And if you don't, we will just, uh, make an announcement via social media. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm going to announce it. I will. I will announce, I'll announce it. Because the thing is, it, it, like I said, it, it, if, even if it doesn't happen this week, like I, or next week, like I plan it to happen, um, it will happen. It's going to happen in, within, I just, you know what? I'm going to tell you what. Uh, I'm going to send a message again just to make a confirmation. And, uh, I'm just going to say who it is. Uh, da, 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 da. Hey, uh, any update for next week? Because they're quite the busy person. They uh, they stay busy. I know they mentioned that. Uh, da, 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 da. I know they said they had to see if they're available. I know uh, Tuesdays might be a little tricky for them. Mm. Mm. If you know what I'm saying. Ah. I get it. Right? I, I, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right, right, right. Um, it's not C-Red. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> it's not. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to say it now because it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, it's actually, we, we talked about it recently. Uh, Ivan Anson. Awesome. I, I had a conversation with him last week. I just reached out to him and said, hey, listen, I know you got a hardcore match coming up, so I don't want to plan anything for the following week, obviously because of the hardcore match going on. Um, but in a couple of weeks, I would love to get you on the show and uh, kind of talk about your career because, as I said, we mentioned it before. Uh, and he said, yeah, he's down. He's up for it. We just got to pick a date. So hopefully um, hopefully we get something narrowed down and hopefully we get done early in the next week so I can get released. If it doesn't happen to the end of last, uh, the end of next week, then I'll just release it the following week and we'll just have another show kind of just like this. Um, because we got, I mean, we're going to have to have another show anyways because – uh, we're still waiting on the match card for uh, SCW uh, Dissension, right? Which uh, that show is next Saturday uh, as we're recording. Um, so we're gonna have to figure out that match card, and obviously all the other uh, in the re- independent wrestling that is going on. We're gonna have discussions about that too. So we may have two shows next week. Uh, one of them is going to be basically our regular show, and then the other one is going to be our conversation with Ivan and. You know, depending when the availability, because I mean, not everyone's available and everything, but 
you know, if you're available, obviously I would like you to be on so we can kind of talk to Ivan together. We'll have different questions or Dally or whoever's available to have come on. Talk to Ivan, talk about how he got started in the business leading up to uh, his potential final match, which I did see uh, Terry finally responded back to Ivan about his match. He didn't say yes or no, but he did acknowledge the fact that Ivan uh, called him out uh, second to Brandon Bishop. Cool. So, um, so no official announcement on his final match, but he did have a hardcore match against uh, Braun the Lumberjack uh, this past week, which you were there. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and we obviously wanted to dive deeper into the, uh, I believe, the tag team match between VJ Price and El Dorado versus uh, uh, Jimmy Blaze and his buddy up in Powell. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that as well. Uh, before we dive into any of that, though, I do want to mention to everyone that this episode of Just Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast, is brought to you by CarterComics.com. That's right, guys. CarterComics.com is your one-stop shop for all your comic needs. Whether it be a graded comic or a raw comic, CarterComics.com is a must-stop shop for you today. Go to CarterComics.com. Check out all their amazing titles right now available uh, fill up your cart, use the promo code FREAKNET at checkout, and you'll save 10% on your entire order. That's right, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. That promo code will save – actually, it's not a promo code. I kind of stopped saying that. It's not a promo code. It's a discount code. Now, but do you know the difference between a promo code and a discount code? Have I talked to you about that? I mentioned that last week, right? You mentioned it. I um, mentioned it. So, so basically, a promo code is is a one-time deal. One-time code – it can last for a week, a day, or a month. As for a discount code, it's pretty much like an unexpiring coupon. Yeah, I guess. I, it I, lasts forever. That's I mean, right. You it, can, it could change, but yeah, you could go. You could go into CarterComics.com right now. Use the promo code FreakNet. Save ten percent on your entire order, and then next month, if you want to buy up more comics. Same promo code will save you the same amount of discount, 10%, 10%, 10%, over and over as many times as you want. It's there for you, infinity. And so make sure, you go to, right, and beyond. make sure you go to cartercomics.com, fill up your cart, use the promo code. And if you're not into just buying you know, comics outright, like you want the challenge and the adventure of bidding on comics, they do have four different eBay accounts that you can go to. They're on the bottom of the homepage of cartercomics.com. Uh, bid out, make an offer, buy outright, whatever you want to do. Carter Comics is there to sell you comics. That is their business. So as long as they're still holding on to that comic, they're not really achieving what they're out to do. They want that. They want to put it in your guys' hands. They want to say, hey, here's a comic. You take this. I take your money. Boom. It's called business. But wow. use the promo code FREAKNET. You can give them less money and get the same fucking comic. Wow. Yeah, right. CarterComics.com, proud sponsor of FreakNet Studios, the network for Just Freak Wrestling and this freaking show. There's also the gray area, but I'm not sure what he does nowadays. Not important, though. Um, We're going to dive into the independent stuff because we've been focusing more on that than anything lately just because uh, televised wrestling hasn't been doing a whole lot, at least from what I have seen. I mean, there's been a lot of cool things as far as, like, returns and everything. I don't know if you had a chance to watch SmackDown from this past Friday. 
but hit roll return. Everyone but obviously Isaiah Swerve, uh, Swerve Strickland, right? Whoever he's known as in AEW. Uh, but uh, B Rad, Top Dollar, and um, oh God, it's not Romeo. Who's your guy? I'm still getting to know these people. <laughs> uh, Top Dollar, Adonis, and uh, B Fab made return. Uh, known as the OG3, uh, obviously, because they have to poke fun at Isaiah Swerve, uh, Swerve Scott or whatever. But um, I'm happy they're back because uh, I, th- I think one of the things, WWE, uh, I think, is no different than a lot of other places. AEW may actually be the exception to this, but um, I see a lot of like lack of tag teams nowadays. Yeah. Um, and WWE's no different. Obviously, this. This woman tag team tournament doing now, not really one tag team on there, except for maybe the Bailey team of uh, Dakota Kai and Eo Sky, but everyone else kind of just like thrown together. So to see an actual tag team come back, I think it would kind of help once they build them and grow them to be something for the near future. I know NXT is kind of uh, saturated with tag teams. I think they kind of made that a focal point in their whole 2.0 concept. Um, but independent wrestling really, like, I haven't seen a lot of tag teams nowadays. I mean, most of the tag teams I have seen are, you know, the veterans who still want to work together, um, and then maybe a couple other ones here and there. Now, SCW has been really good about getting tag teams in, and ARW, I think, is no different as well. Um, but, Nubby, you, uh, you, you're around, you're around the indie scene more than I am. Um, are there more tag teams than I'm thinking, or is it just because of the, select few I go to, I'm missing out on the actual amount of tag teams that are out there in this, uh, in this, uh, area. Uh, we touched on it before. Um, it, it depends on where you go, what area, the company, whatnot. I mentioned that SCW, you know, they brought, they have tag teams, but they're not consistently there. So it's been the lack thereof when it comes to the tag division, because, you know, like I said, um, Elite Payne had those tag titles for a long time. And just they either they didn't have any tag teams to work or Marco Anthony wasn't there and they didn't have a replacement like they have in the past. Um, mm-hmm. ARW, they're starting to get more and more tag teams. Youth Gone Wild, who's been there quite a while now, but they weren't. There, I don't know, a couple years ago, they weren't there or whatnot. So the the tag division is just starting to get big. They got those damn workhorses now. Um, You still got the Scumbag Army. Uh, They're they're a tag team here and there with, you know, BLW and uh, Max Holiday, which, by the way, uh, Youth Gone Wild is part of Scumbag Army now. So So you got a stable. You don't really see that many stables in wrestling, in independent yeah. wrestling. Yeah, faction's kind of gone away. I mean, obviously, there's a couple, ARC, the family, stuff like that. Um, I, you know, I miss a good faction. I miss a good, like, you know, five, six, seven fucking people who, you know, tear through some territories and shit like that. I, right. You know, that's what I love. I mean, and you, you see it a little bit, you know, especially with this whole uh, SCW, POW, few going on, and, you know, as people come together, again, uh, perfect example, VJ Price and Eldorado, 
uh, people who you wouldn't think getting together and getting along with other people. Uh, evil gains and evil, which I, I small little, uh, you know, boost or a plug for them. But, uh, if you guys don't check out the power hour that often, they're going to have, uh, Angel and Aaron Xavier on, uh, this week. So make sure you check them out. Um, I think this show is going to be released Tuesday morning. I think Power Hour gets released Tuesday nights or some shit. So make sure you go over there and check it out. Um, I guess I really did hurt Steve's feelings with uh, with my piece of shit comment. It blows my mind. You know, okay, he's taking it to heart because he's not listening. Yeah. Because he, he, he even admitted he, he heard piece of shit and turned it off. Had he actually listened to the reason why you called him a piece of shit, mm-hmm. maybe he wouldn't have got so upset. Yeah. You called yeah. him a piece of shit because he did not stick up for me when C-Red said I was dead. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why he was a piece well, of shit. For, the other well, reason, for the other, that particular reason. Yeah. For that one, yes. But for the other reason was uh, was uh, was pointing the finger at me at the uh, SCW show. I well, like yeah. Steve. I like Steve. I got nothing against Steve. We, when 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 him and I made that truce, I was cool with it. And then he gets all fucking bitchy. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but even, regardless of his relationship with C Red, he he can't put one friendship over the other. And you know, you're not you're not Baltimore, bro. It's not like you know, like he who should not be named. Like that. I mean, I threw you under the bus. Oh yes, you did. So oh, why yes, can't he? So why can't Steve, you know, bitch at C-Red for saying I'm dead to him? I mean, what, it's because C-Red's got him by the balls. I'll just say it. C-Red's got Steve by the balls, and he won't admit it. That's true, yeah. Not, not many people are as easygoing as I am. I'm okay. I'm okay riding underneath the bus if uh, it means I get good content and good views. I'm fine with it. I'm a whore for downloads, bro. <laughs> but do make sure you check out the Power Hour. Uh, like I said, they do have Angel and Xavier coming on their show this week, and uh, I, I guess from what it sounds like is they're going to uh, cover a lot of uh, the POW uh, SCW issues. Uh, I guess mostly with JPH as well. So I'm going to listen because I always listen. It's like I told Steve, I'm going to be listening to his show to call him out on his bullshit as a uh, as I'm one to do, because I can. And there's and supposedly another guest on there, Damien Saint, because um, he's been ignoring the fact that as a referee of Rocket Pro, he turned on Rocket Pro, hit uh, Shogun Logan with a chair, which let the Idols win the match and have control of Rocket Pro. And Damien's, we call him Damien Satan. Um, he's basically been dodging questions, not explaining why he did what he did. Yeah. So apparently he's going to be on the show as well. And Aaron Xavier already said that anybody else that tries to interfere with his time will be dealt with, along with the host. Now, does that mean Steve will get dealt with and C-Red and Rion and Cactus Rack or just Steve? Who knows? Well, if I know Steve like I know Steve, uh, he is definitely one to uh, to never back down from a fight. But uh, never really see him step up to one either. 
really, uh, really just, only convenient for him, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's he he's a he's a, he's a tough talker when he has a group of people around him. I mean, just, he did, uh, you know, kind of help me once. You know, was my oh, ended up replacing me or not replacing me, replacing my tag partner at the time. We right. lost because he got pinned, but right. And now you can't even be mentioned on this show anymore. I know, just because I joined you. I mean, just joined just freaking wrestling. Just because you seized an opportunity to do something that you love doing, and that's talking about wrestling. Exactly. How dare you broaden your horizons into the social media, you know, audio formatted show area? How dare you? How How dare you? How dare me better myself, do what I want to do. I I guess I'm just supposed to sit back and praise the power hour. All you're supposed to do is just sit there and watch Facebook at Tuesday nights and respond to the show. Great show, man. Really good show, bro. Hell yeah, that was a great question. Toe the line, nubby. How dare you being your own person and showing up here on JFW, being a co-host of the greatest faction in podcast history. If your if your hand was up, right? That's what I'm thinking. Great minds. That's what I'm thinking, man. Okay. Um. Yep. So SmackDown, we saw a return of uh, Hit Row. Awesome. I'm happy for it. A lot of the uh, released uh, wrestlers over the past couple of years are making some returns. Some were mentioned. Uh, Johnny Gargano could be a potential return. Leo Rush is currently being mentioned here. Uh, I think even oh, RVD. Not. Which one? Leo Rush. Leo Rush. Yeah, I can give or take him. Uh, RVD is talking about potential, you know, one last run in WWE teaming with uh, Riddle. Not sure why. I don't think either one of them have anything in common, but whatever. Oh, they Uh, only smoke weed every minute, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a lot of cool returns coming still. Right now, my top favorite return is Karrion Kross. Um, he, He shot a promo this past Friday that was unbelievable. Uh, I think it's probably one of the greatest promos I've heard in a long time. And I love how they're allowing the opportunity to take advantage of current situations. Talking about how, you know, they're they're the castaway toys and stuff like that. And now they found their way back. I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm going to share that promo onto uh, our Facebook page because, like I said, I love Karrion Cross. I'm glad he's back. Awesome fucking promo. Uh, Scarlet, I think, just enhances the character and the aura of Karrion Cross. So, um, I hope they keep pushing him. I do hope he ends up being a main event guy, um, because he definitely deserves it. So, all right. Done, done blowing smoke up his ass. Nubby, let's talk about independent wrestling. Uh, where do you want to go first? You want to go, uh, Ivan at, uh, ARW, or you want to go Dorado and VJ and Pow? Um, let's go with, uh, El Dorado, VJ, Pow thing. I do have other independent stuff. I was kind of hoping to do the Ivan part for the main event. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going with that. Uh, I want to go through the card and other stuff that happened on that show. So we'll save that for the main event. That's what I meant. We do main events here. That's perfect. And and something that everyone's going to realize as we keep going forward in this uh, 
in, in what we're doing here in JFW now, uh, Nubby is going to be, he's the guy that's going to have the details and the information of all this independent stuff. The stuff that I know very little of that I'm just going to try to add uh, perspective from my side or whatever, my opinions and shit. So um, this is this this is your opportunity to kind of do what you want to do with it. And I'm just here to kind of listen and uh, follow along and uh, add to the discussion. Because like I said, you have the answers. You have the information. You ha- you know what you want to talk about. I can only fill in what I know. So um, whatever you want to start with, whatever you want to continue with, whatever you want to end with, man, it is all on you. No pressure. It's good to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, keep, we'll it, but keep in mind, keep in mind your nubby. If I watch, if I if I look at the statistics on the viewing times, and it dips every time you start talking, we're gonna have to fix some shit. Got it. So make, got me it proud got make me proud here, bud. Oh, I'm gonna. You'll bring, see. Bring the information. Okay, anyways, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. Here, but go ahead. Go ahead, man. Let's start um, out. Let's, let's um, start with Pop. All right, let's start with it. Um, well, let me get your opinion. I, yeah. I, I'm, I, I really want to hear your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Because maybe we'll meet in the middle if we might have the same opinions. Well, give me your opinion on that, on the whole situation with that match. So we know that wasn't the original match. That wasn't what was originally booked. Right. We know it was supposed to be a lead pain, and obviously that had to change. Um, that's understandable. SCW still wanted to send guys up to POW to represent SCW. It makes total 100% sense to send the two biggest fucking dudes in the locker room outside of Hunter Payne. It was confusing to me that they chose two guys who literally just got done uh, facing each other in a false count anywhere match, like what, two weeks prior. Um, Eldorado, obviously a mammoth of a fucking man. He's a, he's a no-brainer fucking guy when it comes to stepping up for SCW. BJ Price is very hit and miss. Now, he's never, you know, straight away from SCW, and he's never done anything to say that he wasn't an SCW guy. But it was hard to believe that those two could work together. But they found a way to do it. And... We know that we saw, we, we listened to the video. I played it on, uh, the, the, the show last week and it's available on the Southland, uh, excuse me, Championship Wrestling's, uh, uh, Facebook page. Uh, the professor mentioned to Eldorado that he's putting together a team. He doesn't mention who else is in it. He's never mentioned an addition to the team. We just know Eldorado is the forefront, he's the head, he's the leader of this team. We don't know who else is in it. So at this point, the one thing I'm, can, I'm, I'm trying to figure out is, is this, a, is this a collaboration put together by the professor or is it just thrown together by Terry? Um, that we're not sure. But up until the ending, they worked really well together. And I think I have to give that all to Southland Pride. But... um I don't know. I think I kind of just circled a bunch of uh, responses. I'm not sure if I gave you what you're looking for, but um, I like the tag team. I think that if they make it work, it's definitely a force that's going to be reckoned with. But at the same time, it, it, it's going to take me a minute to trust who VJ Price is. 
you know, that you know that's a good explanation. Um, and like you said, they they worked well together, and I'm shocked. I kudos to Terry for putting it together and making sure you know you got the two biggest guys in there. Why not? Um, yeah. you know they went toe to toe with them. I was shocked, and you know, Team Blaze they they held their own yeah. as they would. You know, they're still experienced, many years yeah. together. So, well, and that's and that's the one thing that I, I'm always intrigued when it comes to like not even independent wrestling, but even the shit you see on TV is you get two powerhouses like El Dorado and VG Price in the ring, and you expect nothing you you expect total domination from these guys but the thing is you can never completely mask the experience of being in the ring with brute force and power you just can't do it and i think that's why hunter Payne is like such an unstoppable guy when he wants to be because not only does he bring like that powerhouse but he also brings that veteran experience and you definitely saw that in the tag team match like i saw the video that uh uh, that's up on Facebook. You might have sent it to me, but I saw it on Facebook of the tag team match. I wasn't there in person. But you see the points where Eldorado and VJ Price have the upper hand the entire time because of how big they are, because they're fucking monsters. You see where they lose it, though, because of the experience of the two guys on the opposite side of the ring of them, realizing, hey, these guys are just fucking free-swinging, hitting whatever they can make contact with. Now we got to move a little to the left, take a couple steps back, you know, you know, duck and swing, uh, if you will. It, it's experience over power at that point. And um, the ending's goofy, and we're gonna, I guess we'll get to the ending, but through the whole process, it was just a fucking dance between the new guys getting really lucky to get their hands on the experienced guys and the experienced guys getting really lucky to get away from the powerhouse dudes before right. they fucked them up. Yep. And this, and all back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. and and they had a chance, yeah, you know, they actually beat them, but this is where Team SCW dropped the ball, and I am, I'm disappointed in El Dorado for doing it. I expect it from VJ Price because even though he's a powerhouse, he's not so bright either. You go and get chairs, okay, let. You know, it doesn't matter at this point. They want to beat us up, and don't matter if they win or lose. We're going to do the same thing. But you threw the chairs in the ring. Why? What in the fucking hell did you throw the chairs in the ring and then slowly creep in thinking you can grab those chairs and try and whack them? It's like being in a war. Like World War Nine, you're gonna throw your guns at your enemy, and then hopefully you can pick them up and shoot them. What? Ugh. I this is what got me, because you know last week not knowing, not seeing the video, yeah, he just thought, you know, Blaze and Freedom grabbed the chairs, started whacking and whatever, mm-hmm. but no, Eldorado and VJ Price fucking handed them their weapons. And I hate to say this, but at that point, Team SCW got what they deserved because they dropped the ball. Now, can I throw a can I throw a different scenario your way? Sure. Okay. Here's what I think 
could be what happened. I'm not saying that's what happened. Again, it could be it could it could be you know you know newbies, uh, ill experienced, whatever it is. But what I think will really happen if you go back and watch the video of after they're rolling out of the ring, after they get hit with the chairs, after the bell gets called, whatever, when they're grouped in the corner, you kind of see a smirk come across their face. I'm thinking what happened was that they were looking to get a victory at POW, and they got it at any means necessary. Now, they knew, maybe, they knew that they couldn't, get past the experience of the POW guys in the ring. So they looked and they found the one way they could get a victory over Blaze. And Blaze caused it to happen. I mean, it's, it, to me, it's the only logical thing. They they looked to get the disqualification. They threw the, the chairs into the ring, knowing that they couldn't help using the chairs they just slid in the ring, took a couple chair shots. They're big fucking dudes, you know. It's going to take a lot more than that to keep them down. They took some chair shots, got out of the fucking ring, and they laughed and smiled as the Powell ring announcer announced SCW as the winners of that tag team match. I guess that's a way to look at it. I'm just saying, go back and look at the video. Go back. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Just watch the end. Watch from when they throw the uh, chairs into the ring to the point where they're announced as the winners. They have a smirk and a smile on their face like this was the plan. If we can't beat them this way, let's allow them to beat themselves. And honestly, if that's the case, fucking brilliant. Because at this point in this war, it's, it's, it's coming down to a lot more victories from one side or the other. Like I said, they're big guys. We saw what they could do to each other in a false con anywhere match. So taking a couple chair shots to the back from a couple fucking old timers ain't gonna fucking destroy them. It ain't gonna it ain't gonna hurt them in the in the in, in any way possible. So take the fucking win. Take that SCW victory at a POW show from the POW guy and go home with your head held high. A win's a win. We te- we said that many times on this show. D- uh, Dizzle J may, uh, made it, made a point of it. A win is a win, no matter how you look at it, whether it be a countout, a disqualification, grabbing the ropes, whatever it is. If you find a victory, take the win. And I think that's what El Dorado and uh, DJ Price did. They took the win. Now, obviously, first time tagging, yeah, there's going to be some hiccups. There's going to be some mistakes and everything. Um there was this body, this body slam into the corner. I didn't quite understand where they kind of like linked up like a fucking human centipede or whatever and charged the corner at the same time. I didn't quite understand that. Um, but you know what? They're trying, they're trying to find a way to, to make it work. Is this the last time? I really don't think so. You know, I think they caught lightning in the bottle and I think they're going to utilize this opportunity to make something more of it. But, we we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, the professor wasn't there. It wasn't anything announced. There's nothing on social media claiming what the hell is going on. It's like you said, it could have just been Terry who booked it. But I think professor has some kind of hand in it because I don't think with him picking up El Dorado as, you know, his new client, I don't think he's going to just hand anybody over to El Dorado, especially VJ Price. Plus, professor does have that history of VJ Price in the Bulletproof uh, LLC. 
So I think there's something. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to the trust factor that, you know, not only I, but everybody at SCW has to have in VJ Price. And he's going to have to earn that. That's true. Hell yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. Like I said, just go back and watch the video. You'll see what I mean. It's, it's, it's right there. It, as soon as you look for it, you realize what happened. I don't think they're that dumb to fucking just throw some chairs in and slide into the ring at that point. If they are, oh, but I think they, I think they did it just to get the win, which I'm okay with because an SCW win is an SCW win. And Powell has way too many of them lately. Yeah, I think we're pretty even. It, I feel like SCW's got the upper hand. We're coming back, which is fine. I mean, it's it's a progression back. You know, I think it all started with Holiday's win uh, over Spade for the Powell Championship. I think that's what kind of turned the tide. Um, but there's still a lot of unfinished business. There's still a lot. Uh, uh, I mean, we still have yet to see Hunter Payne and Blaze go. Uh, yeah, um, you know, go head to head. Spade still needs a re- uh, return match against Hunter for his, uh, you know, former SCW championship. Uh, JPH and Aaron Xavier, I'm sure, are far from over. Uh, I mean, there, there's still a lot of shit that, you know, SCW and Powell is going to have to work out. And who knows when that's going to happen? Who knows when that's going to, you know, find a finale? You know, we, we don't, but we know there's a. We do know that SCW is starting to build the momentum. And then now all we got to do is find a way to get those tag team titles back from Blaze and Spade. Right. That's, that's going to be a hard tag team to have to go against. And, you know, SCW doesn't have a lot of tag teams that you can consider, you know, you can look at Evil Gains and Evil, but John Hudson hasn't been around. He's been down in Florida. You have Elite Payne, but now Hunter Payne's the SCW Heavyweight Championship. He has other things he has to really concern himself about. That's why I'm kind of putting my eggs in the uh, fucking VJ Price El Dorado basket. Because if that's the next tag team, I think we're going to be in good shape to get those titles back. Don't know when. Again, you know, VJ and Dorado have to build that relationship and that trust and work out. I mean, you you've you've tagged before. Yeah. You know you you know what it's like. You know it's you you gotta you gotta have that respect. Speaking yeah. of. Uh, fucking, uh, is today, uh, uh, fucking Chuck, uh, Chuck, uh, Jones's whatever's fucking birthday? Chuck Norris? Jones. Norris Jones? Norris. Uh, Norris Jones not, it probably today? should be. Um, I don't know. I see, he's supposed to be my brother, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's his birthday today. I think I saw that on the, uh, on the book. Um, on the book face? Um, yeah. Let me see here. Let's go down. I had, you know, my Facebook was blowing up all day today, you know, going back and forth with the workhorses and all that. Those fucking fruitcakes. Sorry, I can't say that. Those <laughs> Pony Express. <laughs> I'm pretty Sorry, sure it's good today. Uh, I don't want to be too offensive around here. Um, Sorry, I did not mean to say that. That was. I don't know why I thought of that word. I try not to anymore. Um, it's a different uh, era, man. Uh, I, and I don't think that way. Honestly, no, I'm no, not like no, that. no, 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 no. Um, it is his birthday. Yeah. 
And it's funny because, um, you know, on Facebook, they have a picture sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> they have a picture. Oh, wait. Uh, you can't really, can't really tell. But you can recognize a couple of them. Oh, I know uh, you two. I don't know who the two girls are. Like Glasses Jones. Um, Karen. It's always that picture, though. We we were the originals. Yeah. The original four of the dojo at the time. But anyway, getting off topic here. Yeah, uh, that's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Norris Jones. I guess we'll maybe have you on the show. Yeah, we talked about that. We mentioned it was it was in conversation of, uh, on some Facebook uh, comments and stuff. I'd love to have uh, have old Norris on the fucking show and talk about some elite times. We're we're starting to maybe get a little elite within our in, our inner circle now because a relative of Jay Jensen, the real deal, has been you know, making a name of him for himself lately. And he's kind of toying with the, f- of being just like Jay Jensen. So, Who's that? Um, Muggsy James. You may have heard of him. Nope. Oh, well, he's a relative of Jay Jensen and he's gonna be watching some old footage of Jay and we may see a villain. Up and coming villain. Muggsy James? Well, his real name is Mark. Called Mark James. Mark James. Not Cody James? No. Uh, oh, yeah, there we go. Muggsy James. Oh, no shit. I hope I'm not letting too much out of the bag, but I've been having discussions with the kid, and let's just say things might be happening. Hmm. Awesome. So ah. in a way, we're we're bringing some of the past back. Oh, he's friends with Steve. Hmm. Well, I won't hold that against him. <laughs> no, no, I I I love Jay. Jay's a good guy. Fucking Norris Jones, you. A uh, lot of good memories uh, from Elite Pros. And we we've talked about it several times. You don't got to dive in today. We got enough to talk about tonight. But yeah, uh, happy birthday, Norris. Uh, we'll get you on the show. We love to talk to. I would love to talk to him and catch up. I haven't talked to him in person. I think since Elite Pro. So, all right, let's get back to you. Uh, what else about Pow? Did you want to discuss? Or was that it? Uh, that was it. I just wanted to touch on that because, you know, last week we knew of one deal, but then it came to light, and now you threw another one at me. So I'm like, okay, now I'm really conflicted. But, yeah, I see what, what you're saying about it. Yep. Yeah, I'm just saying, just, just, like I said, just watch the ending. You'll see exactly what I mean. I, I think it was planned. Well, if it was planned, then good plan. Fuck, yeah. What, a fucking family shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't taken it off since Saturday. Ew, fucking Mark. <laughs> well, I kind of wanted to be part of the family, but like I said, it never happened. Well, there's a position opening now. I don't think I could take his spot, though. 
you could be uh you could be a uh, yappy dog. <laughs> okay. All right, what what else what else is going on in the indie world? All right, we got two shows coming up yep. this week. Um, I, obviously, there's many shows in the area, but these are two that um that are probably going to be the most discussed, especially when I'm on one of them and I'll be at the other one in the crowd. So uh, Friday, Chicago style wrestling returns with Rotten to the Core. It is Friday, August 19th at the American Legion at 9757 Pacific Avenue in Franklin Park. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. Bell time is 7.30 p.m. We got $25 general admission, $30 front row, but which I believe might be sold out. Yeah, but I, yeah the, the not front row is sold out. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I, I want to go look at tickets and stuff just on the off chance I will... Uh, Travel up there, but uh, God, on that drive. Yeah, I but, mean, yeah. it's actually a better drive than going to McCormick Place. Ah, oh, fuck McCormick Place. Yeah. Well, that, uh, if you want, uh, all right, people, if you want to hear about that, Travis T, you go listen to last week's show. <laughs> um, we're gonna go through the card real quick. Yeah, got a bunch of great matches on this card. Uh, I guess we'll start with um, our guest of the show is Carlito, former WWE superstar. He'll be in action against an up-and-comer, high flyer, and I still cannot say his name for the life of me, but I'm going to try. It's Inestra, Inestra, it's something. I-N-I-E-S-T-R-A. <laughs> Go to... Uh, Chicago style wrestling on Facebook and you can catch all that. Um, for the CSW Heavyweight Championship is Axel Rico. I can't roll my arts for the life of me. Versus Joey Jet Avalon, the champion. This uh, match has been in the making for a while now as they had a bit of a scuffle a few months ago. Um, <clears throat> in fact, it was after the match between Joey and uh, Scotty Tuhati, Scott um, Garland. Uh, after the match, uh, Rico came out to save the day. And, and then that's when later on Steve came out and gave... Um, Sierra Sting Face. So there's been a lot of ass jokes since then. Evil Sierra? Yes, Evil Sierra. I fucking love Evil Sierra. And you know what? Speaking of Evil Sierra, so uh, we're going to jump to this match. I called it, or I typed it as the Scrambled Eggs match, because it's a scramble. It's going to be Chris Miller versus Adam Stallion versus Aaron Stone Versus Cody James versus Evil Sierra. We love our scrambles at Chicago Style Wrestling. <laughs> and I am not sure if any of these gentlemen have a chance against Sierra. When she is on her game, she is evil and dangerous. Um, I, would, I would love to get her back down to Southland Championship Wrestling. I know, I know her bookings uh, are very like 
impossible to get because they're so far in advance. But oh fuck, I, I mean, she's great. I I, I just like her. She huge fan. I would go to CSW for that and to see hopefully maybe uh, Steve gets knocked out. <laughs> Those well, two things. Happen. Um, so. Chris Miller and Cody James being in the same ring again, but instead they're not a tag team anymore in Chicago style. They have went their separate ways. They they didn't have a falling out. They just, after they lost their tag team championships, Steve put them in situations where they needed to just go separate. So I think Steve was actually smart on this. He essentially broke them up. I mean, we don't know what the relationship is now, you know, on the outside outside of wrestling or whatever, but I guess we'll find out because this will be the first time in a long time that they've been in the ring together since they uh, lost the titles and essentially broke up. Um, let's see. Let's go back to the top. We got a singles match. Conan Licken, or Lichen versus All Day Marche Rocket. Now, Conan is a student at Black and Brave, one of the Black and Brave, um, I want to say, group that's in Chicago-style wrestling right now. Uh, it's going to be fresh off his suspension because so, Steve suspended the entire Black and Brave for the actions they did in um back in May. They were not allowed to return until this upcoming show. So that match should be good. Conan, Conan is a huge guy. Um very athletic, really tough. But it's Marche all day. He's got the experience. He is NWA. Um another singles match. Chicago Styles Sweetheart. Sky Blue will be taking on the attorney, Eric Schultz, <laughs> get this, a briefcase on a pole match. Perfect. You don't get too many of those in independent wrestling. How will now see, is it, does the person get the briefcase and win, or do they get to use it on their opponent? Ooh. That's the question. I'm gonna see, and that's the thing. Like you know, in, in wrestling, wrestling can just alter rules any way they see fit. I'm hoping it's just like get the briefcase and win. Um, hell, if they threw it into a uh, briefcase on a pole dancing match, I'd be even fucking happier. But um, uh, inter intergender matches is that is that a more common thing over in CSW? It's starting to become common everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's definitely common in Chicago style wrestling. I see it at freelance a lot. Um, I believe they do it at Warrior Wrestling. It's happening pretty much everywhere these days. Um, I believe ARW now has an, was an intergender championship, which is held by, um, Melanie Cruz. So oh, we got well. that. Because that okay. was the original women's championship, but then they changed it to the intergender. 
So we got that. Um, yeah, but um, it is common these days. I mean, you, you kind of see it with Evil Sierra when she's in that scramble match. So yeah, that, and, and that's we had one last one yeah. too. Uh, Adam Stallion uh, wrestled. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm blanking on the name. I should have wrote it down. But one of uh, Davy Richards' um, students. Oh okay. So that that match happened. So we, it, yeah, it's common. More more than probably in the last few years. And speaking of more in um, you know, insert gender stuff. Um, we have a trios match, which is pretty much six man tag, but. We call it trios. It is Big Mood, which is Jack Moody and Mateo Valentine. And their tag team partner, the Ice Pick Vic Capri, will be taking on Mario Pardua, Joey Mayberry, and Shelly the Bombshell. And uh, Shelly and Mario are affiliated with Eric Schultz. So they may have a hand in that match with Sky Blue. Uh, another match I skipped over. Acid Jazz, hot chocolate acid jazz, will be taking on Solomon Tupu. That's does he, uh, does he still pour the fucking cocoa powder into his mouth and spray it all yeah. over the place? And I actually experienced that earlier this year. <laughs> and my dumb ass had my mouth open, so I ended up swallowing some of it. That was not something <laughs> I want to do again. I'll tell you that. All right, uh, uh, real quick, real quick, before uh, you continue, uh, we are confirmed to record next week with Ivan Manson. Uh, it's going to be Friday, so okay. the show so will be released the following week. But awesome. it is confirmed Ivan Manson will sit down here on JFW to talk about his career, and that show will be released the first week of September. No, nope, that's a lie. Yep, first week of September. Yeah. All right. Anyways, go ahead. All right, we're going to get Ivan Manson. That's awesome. I can't wait to be part of that. Right. You, um, are you, are you, you're going to be free that night, right? I'm going to uh, keep you posted. All right, seven thir- we're going to record 7.30 on Friday. Look at that. Right. Give, give me behind-the-scenes shit here on the air. Like, I give a fuck. Oh. Breaking the fourth wall. Oh, yeah. I want, um, to, I want people to know what goes on in this process of fucking doing interviews. Like Dally, bless her heart. She's been trying to book an interview with Angel for God knows how long. And I know it's on her. It's not on Angel. Dally's just going to fucking do the interview. But she's shy. Mm. That's right. Hopefully, if I put that out there, it'll kick her in the ass to actually fucking do the interview. Hey, Dally, I didn't do it. He did it. Don't look at me. Mm. Beep, beep, says uh. the bus. <laughs> See? Hey, take notes, Steve. Um, anyways, so um, we got a tag team match this Friday. The returning Bruise Brothers, which is Steve Boz and TJ Steele, they have not teamed up in a very long time, and they're coming back together one more time. They'll obviously have Kim Zilla in their corner, mm-hmm. versus Ryan Matthews, the beautiful Ryan Matthews, you know, the timeout stick that on the power hour. Oh, God damn. And Jax Johnson, who's been on a very hot streak lately. 
Now, if you might back in the global days, if you were following, you remember Sweet Tea? No. Oh. Well, global, global Global wasn't really on my radar of independent shows back in the day. Okay. Well, he went from a guy who came out with a long-ass coat and yeah. bling-bling to a rising star in Chicago-style wrestling as Jax Johnson. He came off a great match with an ROH superstar a few months ago under ROH... Um, Shit. What's that belt that they have? They're, they have certain rules. Um, why didn't I write that down? That actually is important. But he actually defeated an ROH superstar. Oh, nice. Okay. So he, he's he got a huge uh, career ahead of him. I am looking forward to seeing what he does as long as he doesn't give me any, you know, guff in the ring when I'm reffing his matches because I have no problem of knocking him out. I have before. <laughs> um, that is all I have for Chicago style wrestling. They, they return this Friday, August nineteenth, at the American Legion, ninety five, ninety seven, fifty seven Pacific Avenue. Doors open six thirty. Bell time seven thirty. Twenty five dollar general admission. And that's the end of that. Fuck yeah! All right. Next, next time, throw that over your shoulder. Well, I would, and then I'd have to bend over to pick it up because the garbage can is over here. Still, man, I commit fucking over the shoulder. Even though no one sees it, we're going to feel it. And especially since I called it out that you just toss into a garbage can. Well, you know, I could throw it out the window. I could just open it up. Hell yeah, it's biodegradable. Yeah. And whatever happens outside, it happens outside. Anyway, um, the next on, not next on the docket here. We have Dreamwave. Fuck yeah. Summer Spectacular. It is Saturday, August 20th. 3001 5th Street in Peru. Doors open at 2 p.m. Bell time, 3 p.m. Front row apparently is sold out. I am not 100%. If they are not, it is $30. And it's twenty dollars. No, they're they're sold out. Oh. I I looked because I I've never been front. What else? Like I haven't been front row to an acid match in quite some time. And I was like, if I can get front row to this, I'm definitely going to. But no, they're sold out on front row. But general mission is still available. General mission's twenty dollars, and for you kids, ten and under, you're ten dollars. Is is a family friendly outdoor event. Outdoor. We are going to be outside. Oh, Not even nice. Mother Nature will be able to contain this show. I think it's supposed uh, to rain Saturday, too. Eh. <laughs> it's only water. You're going to get wet. <laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> um, hey, I've, I've repped in the rain before. I almost broke my ankle, but there were... All right, uh, we got a um, nice list of matches here. I'm going to try and go as quick as I can. Yeah, uh, Six-man six tag, the Beck family, Cousin Bobby, Mason Beck, and Cousin Dixie versus the damn Coyotes, Berna, Damian Deschane, and Connor Hopkins. I've met those damn Coyotes at Rocket Pro. 
They are the damn Coyotes for sure. <laughs> that match will be a spectacular one. I'm not really familiar with the Beck family. So, no, I, um, I I gotta look them up because they seem kind of they remind me of uh, the Odysseys from uh, the AF era. Okay, you remember them? I vaguely. I'm I'm trying. Uh, Kurgan, the guy who walked around with the, the Odysseys. Odysseys. Yeah, okay. what did I say? You said the Odysseys. Oh, the Odysseys. Whatever. Everybody comes. In I heard a bullshit. <laughs> Come on, that their theme song was fucking great. Yeah, fucking uh, fucking us, uh, uh, not fucking who the ICP. Yeah. Yep. Really not a big fan of ICP, but it worked. Nah, but but that fucking Odyssey song, Odyssey, whatever fucking song was good. You know who the Masked Man was, right? Uh Bastion Booger, right? Nope. Come on now. Uh. It was an earthquake. Yes. Yeah. I was about to say tugboat. Like, I wasn't tugboat. And for for those of you that were in WCW, he was uh, Avalanche and John, John Tenta, which was his real name. Yeah. Facts. Um, a singles match, 12-gauge versus the high-flying TJ Esparza. He was a member of the tag team Zero Gravity. He was also a ring rider. At um, Elite Pro, but that's a Which whole one, as far as that was? Yeah. Well, both, actually, both Zero Gravity members were. This was back when they were, like, rookies. Ah, gotcha. I do Troy Walters there, too. But. <laughs> the water boy? No, that, that's uh, Mike Horning. Ah, he may have been, but uh, Troy Walters, he was um, a Wisconsin guy. Troy Walters. Dysfunction. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. ICW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, we got a nice tag team match. It is super intense. Steve Boz for and Austin Roberts versus the four star heroes Matt Nix and Chris Castro. Wow. Talk about Dreamwave alumni. I mean, I've known Chris Castro for the longest time. Me and him used to do the yarding back in the day. He probably won't admit that, that he knew me, but that's okay. We uh, did wrestling IWA as well. Yeah, Roberts is the only one I really know. I don't know if I've ever met Steve Boz or seen him wrestle in person. Roberts I know because of uh, Nightbreed and shit, being uh, Abaddon or Abaddon, however you want to fucking pronounce yeah. it. Uh, the four star heroes. I'm not sure if I've ever met. They are uh, so. freelance and originals. Okay. There's that. Um, this next match I'm interested in. Uh, depends on what what your list is compared Trust to mine. Me. Trust me, it's the same list. Singles match: Hammerstone yeah. versus Bucky yeah. Collins. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah! Look at those fucking dudes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're looking at it on Facebook. I got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm just really excited to see fucking Scott Steiner Light take on Hillbilly Jim's fucking little cousin. <laughs> God, yes. That, 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 that might be a hoss battle, as next week. Hammerstone. Come on, fucking Hammerstone. It's a great fucking name. <laughs> Sounds like it would be a name in, um, what's that movie, um, Ready to Rumble. 
Yes. Fucking 100%. Uh, let's see. We got another singles match. The Anarchist, Eric Cannon, versus AEW's Platinum Max Caster, which originally it was supposed to be Eric Cannon versus Colt Cabana, but scheduling conflicts would not allow uh, Colt Cabana to work this show. Uh-huh. I mean, it, I believe Platinum was supposed to be there either way. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. So he just replaced them, and it was a super easy fix. So that match should be good. I'm actually looking forward to this because I've actually, I don't know why, I'm starting to become a plat, uh, Platinum fan. I, I'm loving the shit that he does. So mm-hmm. I, even though I'm not much of an AEW watcher yet, completely, yeah. I keep forgetting to hit record. <laughs> like I did with SmackDown. I, I was able to do it with Raw today. But I'm just, you know, I'm forget. I'm a forgetful person. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if it's the age because I've been forgetting since I was a kid. Well, let me. I'm gonna. Let me. Let me. Hey, hey Nubby. Want me to tell you what I tell Dally all the time? What's that? Don't worry about it, Nubby. It's not like watching wrestling trying to help you on a wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, I, I see what you did there. Because you only said that a couple weeks ago. It's okay. I'm, just, I'm not trying to be passive-aggressive in my comments, but hey, you know what? If it works, why stop it? You wouldn't be travesty if you didn't. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, before I talk about the main event, um, <laughs> scheduled to appear. Now, there might be other one, other people that may you may see. Mm-hmm. These are two that... Um, were announced. Hey, I don't want to say his name, but I'm going to anyway. C Red <laughs> will be there, and Aaron Xavier will also be making an appearance. So, so you're telling me ARC is going to be in the building? Indeed, the ARC. You, you don't have to bend the the thumbs; just keep them straight. But oh, so the diamond cutter. Oh, like that? Oh, like like triangle? that. Well, it's easier to do that. Otherwise, if you try and do it this way, it turns into the diamond. So you got to, like, put it. You yeah, gotta keep you know, it like this, straight. it looks like a heart. But they have heart. So so it's a triangle. Why is it a f- Oh, it's an A. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, Ark. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Real quickly, side note. You ever listen to this freaking show? No. Okay. Uh, we did uh so last week we released the uh, this has nothing to do with wrestling which is very rare on this show but i just want to tell you the kind of person i am um so we went to go do our cemetery vlogs and stuff for indiana because in october we celebrate halloween throughout the entire month and we did some vlogs where we go visit like some haunted cemeteries and stuff in uh the state of indiana but we decided we're going to record a couple hours of our, you know, road trip and stuff, just on stuff that we're just talking about, discussing that's interesting to us and everything. And one of the things that interests me the most in our entire conversation is I just clicked in my fucking, and I'm 33 years old and I'm not afraid to admit this. I just now realized why they called them windmills. So, yeah. The wind. Moves the fucking blades that allows them to mill shit. 
inside the fucking fan. So, so yeah, 33 years old and just realized why it's called a windmill. So, wow. If you ever think I know what I'm talking about, remember that fact. Uh, anyways, back to you. Back to you, you, just gave, you just gave the power hour more fuel. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so last but not least, for the crowning of a new Dreamwave heavyweight champion. Now, this yes. isn't this is an inaugural thing. This title has been around. It's just been yes. vacant. Okay. Right. Because the last champ, last champion was Mustafa Ali. Gotcha. So, um, Mustafa, man, Mustafa yeah. Ali, Mustafa. I, you know, I, I'm Mustafa. I, I'm American from Chicago. I say it a certain way. Oh wait, he's from Chicago. What the fucking man? I'm fucking it up today. <laughs> Mustafa. Right. Mustafa Ali, who I wrestled Mustafa. once. Master Choli Ali. Oh. Master Choli. All right, focus. Focus. Yeah. I'm hungry now. All right. We got a six-man scramble. Yes. For To crown a new champion. It's going to be Harton. Oops. Did I spell it wrong? Probably. Hartenbauer. Harton You know what? I, I put Hartenbauer. Okay. Hartenbauer. <laughs> Versus the Filth King, Nick Brubaker. Versus Christian Rose. Versus All Day, Marche Rocket. Versus the Ice Pick, Vic Capri. And last, but certainly not least, your cousin, Acid. You know, I, I feel like they got away from calling him the human highlight reel, which they really should keep that in mind when he fucking gets out there and does what he does best. Uh, Fucking watching him at DWA doing that fucking backflip off of the turnbuckle to the outside like he's fucking hasn't skipped a beat. I'm excited for him, and I he's the, he's the reason. And yes, he's my cousin. Love you, Mike. Um, he's the reason that I would go out and watch the show. And this is a fucking drive for me from uh, from fucking Pietone. But I would make the drive just to see this fucking main event. But they don't really say what. No, okay, hold on a second. Explain a six man scramble. I think it's just all six of them may just be in the ring and beat the shit out of each other. Because that's how it is in Chicago style. You remember uh, how Elite Pro did – I can't remember the name of what the match was. uh, I know where you're going with this. Right, the the three on three and three on three. The person that's in the – that loses, that that gets the pin, that, you know, he gets pinned, he's out, and the person who – wins or get gets the pin it gets a buy and yeah. then it'll be two on two or it might be a fatal four-way mm-hmm. for those for those guys and then the winner of that match just faces the other guy but i don't think that's what this is i think it's just gonna be six guys in the ring maybe tag in tag out style or i'm not 100 percent. i just know it's a scramble and we got Probably six of the toughest guys going in there and they're ready to kill each other. And that's the positive as well as the negative when it comes to different wrestling companies. 
is it's awesome because they will take a a match concept and alter the rules to make it unique to them. But the problem is, unless they define what the rules are, you really don't know what kind of scramble it is. So it's like, I mean, like, it, like I said, it could be what Elite Pro was doing. It could be, you know, six men in the ring, and it's like elimination to one person's left. Or first, like, we really don't know. And I'm excited for it. I don't even know if I want to know what kind of scramble it is. I just want to make sure that fucking, uh, fucking Acid, the human highlight rule, gets the pin that counts and just have him, you know, give him one more fucking run as a champion. I mean, he's already a fucking Hall of Famer. Why not fucking have another title run, uh, you know, added to it? And I'm looking forward to Acid and Capri facing mm-hmm. off. Because back when I started, they were the, like one of the first two that I saw in my first show. And I remember one of the first times I saw them wrestle each other one-on-one, it was at MCW at St. Rita. It, Acid jumped off, I believe, the, you know, the rafters. Onto Vic Capri through a table or through Vic Capri through a table. One of the two happened because it always happens with, to Vic Capri every time. But either way, I, that was one of my favorite matches of them two together. They've had many in LWF. So I don't know if they've been in the ring with each other in a long time, probably since, you know, when Dreamwave was a regular thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stat card, and what's what the best part about it is it starts at three o'clock. You know, yeah. So we can go and do what we gotta do later if we got other shows to go to. I hear uh, Paul has a show out in T Wood, <sighs> but I don't think I'm going to that. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Chris Hepford. <laughs> There's my fuck Chris Hepford for the day. Ah, uh, that that you know that wraps up Dreamwave. I'm looking forward to going to this. Yep. And there's a good chance we may see somebody there. Yeah, got imagine all four of us in one place. Right. It'll be something I could definitely you know speak my mind about on the next episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Now, just for you, Travis. Here we go. See that? That's it. I'm watching it. There we go. Fuck yeah, bud. Feels like that. No, no shit's given. What do I, what do I got here? Look at that. Fuck like, this shit. Fuck it. Hey, who cares? Just, just toss shit around, man. All right. Now, uh, let's uh, get to ARW. ARW had a show this past, this past Saturday. And let me tell you. Now, I'm trying my hardest to go to these shows that I plan on talking about on mm-hmm. our show. I plan on trying to be a journalist. I could not be a journalist for the life of me. I wasn't in journalist mode. I was pretty much nubby turtle fan ish. I kind of had, was kind of being wrestler to talking shit to certain people because they deserved yeah. it. It was, but I was trying my hardest to, you know, pay attention. You know, it's a good thing that, you know, they put up their videos right away. I had, a, and I started watching one of them right before I came on. Mm-hmm. I wish I had known they were all going up today. I could have rewatched everything and typed up my notes better, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I did a I, little bit of a memory. Um, I'm sure you, you watched something today. Well, you yeah. did see a clip 
that well, I well and, and here's here's the one thing I will tell you about JFW Nubby, and I don't want you to put a lot of pressure on yourself to, you know, be fucking you know Fox, CNN, whatever. I I don't need the details of everything. Whatever you view as a fan, that's the shit I want to talk about. You know, it's like I mean, like when. Like, when I go in and I watch a show, like, I'm watching it from a fan's perspective, and that's what I want to talk about. I want to, like, dude, like, I, like, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff is really fucking cool to talk about. The detailed stuff is really fucking cool to talk about. But if we can get past, if we can just get the point across of what the fan's perspective is, that's what I'm on board for. So I don't want you to put a lot of pressure on you to have detail. Dude, I don't have fucking notes. I think I did notes twice in fucking five years. So I appreciate you doing the notes. I want you to keep doing them because that helps you. But make uh, sure you it helps don't, my memory. Yeah, I just want you to put a lot of pressure on yourself and saying like, man, I, I I should have paid more attention because I really want to get this nailed down. It's like fuck that. You're at a wrestling show. You're a fan. Whatever you remember, good enough. Oh uh, well, I typed up what I remembered. Excellent. But keep so in mind let's... though, if the fucking dip happens in the statistics. I'll I'll, I'll take my <laughs> I'll take my talents to. Tuesday night YouTube. Um, all right, so let's get started. Uh, the show started off with uh, Scumbag Army, which okay. was um, Youth Gone Wild, B.O.W., and I'm going to get this. Now, this I have to get right. It was a Rat J. Flywheel. That's his name. Yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember his fucking name for the life of me. But anyway, we'll just call him Rat for short. Rat was out there, and they were actually going to celebrate about the uh, Indiana State title win. Um, it was then when they got to the ring, they uh, Rat told Youth Gone Wild and Bob to go get some beer. Because, you know, during the VFW, they got beer. So they went to the next room and got beer. And what do you know? The workhorses come out. Now, keep in mind, uh, there is a restraining order on Youth Gone Wild and well, pretty much uh, everybody in the scumbag army. But I think it's mostly Youth Come Wild. But um, they as they went to the ring, the workhorses, Youth Come Wild and Bow were about to come out, and they had to stop where they were. They could not go within 50 feet of the workhorses. Oh, shit. So there was a lot of jawjacking, a lot of talking going on, this and that. I even got into it with one of the workhorses. They actually threw my chair. The big guy grabbed my chair and threw it across the room. And then he proceeded to touch me. He put his hand in my face. I bought a ticket. I think he should be reprimanded just for that. But who am I? <laughs> um, it was then... Um, they are talking about the restraining order some more, and they're they're just jaw jacking. And in the meantime, workhorses jumped Rat, beat, beat him up, and BLW and Youth Gone Wild couldn't get in the ring to do anything. It's and genius, though. It's fucking genius. It is genius. And Levi, you know, he met, he he was out there too. Big business Levi Esquire McGuire, whatever the fuck he calls himself these days. Um, it was then Joey Boom Boom, the savior, came out and told the workhorses to stop what they're doing or they will be fired. So they stopped 
beating up Brett and Joey Boom Boom again uh, told him if you don't stop, you will be fired. And so they stopped and Joey Boom Boom got with Levi and looked over the papers and it was legit. The restraining order still in effect. And that was pretty much the end of that. They all went their separate ways. And, um, so that's that with that segment. So pretty much the workhorses are weak. weak. They need a, they need a restraining order because they, they're afraid of getting beat up. That's my opinion. So let's get into this, the matches here. The show started out with the triple threat match and the winner would, uh, get an Indiana state championship match. The Lunatic defeated Jay City and Excalibur. Oh, wow. So Lunatic will be getting the future Indiana State Championship match. And Lunatic was pretty much a lunatic. Like, uh, probably more than usual. I think as he's on his way out, he's yeah. just getting more and more of the what. It was more what than anything. Like, now his hearing is going out. He's saying what more and more. And, of course, he he peed on Flat Top. He did his typical peeing on the referee, and Flat Top took it. Good old Flat Top. Um, now I have it out of order, but I'm going to go in order as best I can. Yeah. Uh, another singles match. Marcelo Spade defeated JPH. They put on a clinic. JPH is still an asshole. He's not he's not very liked in uh, ARW either. I think they know. I, I think they know how much of a asshole JPH is. Yes, I'm bitter, JPH. Deal with it. How dare you? You were my friend. Um, real, real quick, real quick. I'm yeah. watching. So I'm I'm trying to look at these videos that ARW posted. You know, ah, jeez, uh, oh, what the fuck is it? You know, like when uh, when every classroom has like that that chubby little fat bully kid that uh, his mom just says, "Hey, listen, he doesn't mean no harm and shit like that." But then when that bully gets beat up by a, a smaller kid, the mom comes in and says that it's the kid's fault, not his precious little chubby son. Yeah, that's what the workhorses look like. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know if you watched Jason Statham movies. No. But uh, he was in this movie called Homefront, where there was, like, this pudgy little bully kid who was picking on his daughter. And obviously Jason Statham taught his daughter how to fucking, you know, defend herself. So she asked him twice to stop it, and he didn't. And then she finally punched him in the nose. And then his meth-addicted mom showed up and was threatening, you know, Jason Statham and the daughter and all this other shit. Why her pudgy little son just sat there like a like a little douche? That's what these workhorses look like. <laughs> like like if somebody was coming to say, "Hey, you know that those three dudes share the same cousin, mom?" I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <coughs> Anyways, go ahead. You're saying. <laughs> I I don't know if I can continue. That was good. That was good. Uh, workhorses. Uh, that's right. 
Right. Travis yep. T. Travis T owns you. Just a bunch of well dwelling mouth breather breathers. Holy shit. Oh God. Anyway, all right, I'm, I'm focused on you. I just I just want to kind of see what you what you're talking about as you're talking about it. You get it though, so oh, I get and, it. And to think, Steve has to wrestle one of them on the 28th at IPW. Whoever he and wrestles, I'm hoping that because these three look like they share the same pair of underwear. Like there's like one pair of underwear that they wear between them, and it's whoever's in the ring gets to wear the underwear for that night. <laughs> you know, you're probably right. And uh, I must uh, say again, if Steve loses this match, the workhorses will officially be members of the roster. These three guys look like they're in the back of the station wagon chanting O'Doyle rules. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. God. Like, there's one right here. He fucking, he's walking around and fucking flexing and shit like that, which I don't know what the fuck he's flexing. But it's like he's proud because he knows that in his pocket is just a fucking bag full of fucking Skittles, and he still has half of it left because his teeth start hurting through the first half of it. He knows when he's done, he can go in the back and just finish the rest of them off because he truly can taste the rainbow. <laughs> oh, God. And this oh, fucking sure. dude that's doing the flannel, I bet he's, like, the greatest fucking, like, cousin-uncle that anyone can ever fucking have. You know all those assholes you give me shit because I'm bald, or I'm going bald on top? Well, so are they. Yeah, especially the one with the creepy mustache. You can tell his hair's thinning out already. Oh, and he's yeah. Like, and, he, and he's, like, 12. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, oh, God, these fucking monsters. I mean, the guy with the mullet, I'm kind of okay with for the most part. But it's it's the one who you know just sits and whittles fucking sticks. Like, never into something. It's just a stick turned into a smaller stick. Mm-hmm. And then the other dude just literally just walks around flexing and shit like that. Like, oh, God. Like, this is front row Leonard Skinner fucking fandom right here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, okay, Nubby, back to you, man. All right, so... All right, we had another singles match, um, and it was for the ARW Heavyweight Championship. Okay. So this um, was a bit of a challenge uh, to write because so much happened. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just I'll give you the result and then go into it. Dave Allen defeated Nick Cutler. Oh, no shit. Via disqualification. Ah, you fucked. Of course. Do you see how I set that up? You did. You set that up there. Holy shit. So, in the match itself, you know, back and forth, you know, Dave Allen wants that championship. You know, he's coming off, you know, the cancer deal, and he just, he's like like he never lost a beat. I'm going to say that. I think he's better now. Than he was back in the day when when he was with Elite, but that's just my opinion. Um, they you know they were fighting back. They went on for about twenty minutes, I believe, and just back and forth, kick out here, kick out there, and and like it wasn't one sided. Like 
Dave had Nick Cutler's number. It's, it seemed like they were evenly matched. Like, you know how we were talking about tag teams and we always say, don't, you can't just put two people together. Mm-hmm. I think if you put those two together, they would make a, an interesting tag team. But that's just me. Cutler and Allen? Yeah. The way they, mm-hmm. if you watch them wrestle, it was like watching Brent Owen to a certain point. Not yeah. because it only because they know each other. Even though these two were not a tag team, they, it seemed like they knew each other and it's like they did their homework. But anyway, in the end, Cutler went for his DDT, I believe. You know, I'm blanking on that. Um, and Dave Allen kicked out. Cutler got mad at the referee, who was BJ Porter. One of my protégés, by the way. I trained him. Of course he's not BJ Porter. Um, Nick Cutler pushed BJ. And then BJ pushed him. Cutler pushed BJ again. And BJ pushed Cutler even harder, which allowed Dave Allen to get a roll-up and one, two, three. Now, notice how I did that. One, three. One, two, three. You see what I did there? That's that was that. the count. That was the fast count that BJ Porter did. So we thought we had a new heavyweight champion. Yeah. And the crowd was going crazy. Everybody loved it. But Nick Cutler cried, complained, and got Joey Ju- Boom Boom out there. Now, mind you, earlier in the show, Joey Boom Boom had his own issues, and he was walking out with a bad shoulder. I'll get to that. Later, um, Joey Boom Boom came out. All you know, didn't want to be bothered for the rest of the night. But uh, Joey Boom Boom explained that what Nick Cutler did to the referee was mm-hmm. uh, deserving of a disqualification because he pushed the referee not once but twice. Now he's not mad at BJ Porter for what he did. But B.J. Porter kind of, you know, did the fast count, and it wasn't right, according to Joey Boom Boom. He understands it, but according to rules, wrestling rules, if you put your hand on official, you are disqualified. And because Cutler did it twice, Boom Boom felt that he should be DQ'd and Dave Allen wins qualification, <clears throat> but still your champion, Nick Cutler. Now I'm gonna speak my mind and I'm gonna say fuck that decision. Yes. As a referee, yes, we have to follow the same rules as the wrestlers, but we also make judgment calls. And I feel yeah. BJ Porter made the right judgment call. So we counted fast, but that was because Nick Cutler put his hands on him. Shit happens. And I believe in that moment, it should have been referee's final decision. We should have a new heavyweight champion in Dave Allen. Yeah. That, that's the one thing I can't stand about owners these days or GMs, presidents, commissioners, whatever the fuck you want to call it is they get way too involved in the fucking final decision of matches too often. 
You know, like you, you, you get these referees involved. You get them in your company. You book them for the matches that they referee, and trusting that they're going to do the right thing. Overall, no, BJ didn't do the right thing. I think that you know he shouldn't shove back, do the fast count, blah 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 blah. But at the end of the day, his decision's final, whatever the fuck it is. And you can deal with the ramifications of that afterwards. You can find him, suspend him, whatever you want to do. You can give Dave Allen, you know, and Cutler another match. You give Cutler a rematch for his title back, whatever you want to do. But to have an owner, a manager, a commissioner, a GM, whoever the fuck anyone is, to come out and reverse the decision of what a referee decides on, it, it's not, it's not, it's not what we're here for as wrestling fans. We want to get the final decision from the referee. It's no different than when a fucking referee's back is turned by a fucking manager, and all of a sudden you get a chair shot from one guy to another, and then he makes a pin. You don't get a commissioner coming out to interfere in that. It, yeah. it, it's a picky choosy thing when it comes to fucking you know the decisions of the higher ups. It, no, it, it's the same the same fucking thing. And I hate to do it three weeks in a row, but why the fuck not? That's my biggest problem with fucking Perry, is that this motherfucker will come down and dictate his decision on what to do, or he'll text fucking uh, Steve or call Steve and give him a decision to make, and and it's stupid. It's like, your referees are out there to make the final decision, the final say. If you don't like it, tough luck. Make the correction next month and deal with the referee as you see fucking fit. It's insane how they fucking go about this. And yeah, I mean, I am, and I'm bitching about I'm bitching about Terry for the third week in a row because it's three straight weeks now, and not one fucking message or phone call about what I'm saying. So I, I guess I'm safe to say is eh, I can say what I want. I mean, I, some situations can be, you know, reversed, overturned. Depends. Like a foot on a rope, referee misses it, and another referee comes out, and and they restart a match, whatever. But in this case, I disagree. I, I, I'm indifferent on it. I'm not saying you're it. I am for or against. I'm in between certain situations. But when this situation happened, yeah, BJ could have disqualified Cutler like right then and there. Like I could have done meant in that um heavyweight title match with Max Spade. I could have just counted them both out, but I went with them. It's yeah. all judgment calls. And I, BJ Porter handled it. Should he have fast counted it? No. He no. pushed him. I think that's, now see, if referee gets touched, referee has every right to push them back. You get punched, punch them back. I don't, whatever the case is. He fast counted, maybe he shouldn't have done that. I've done it before, but that was a different situation. But <clears throat> I, I don't think it was warrant, a warrant of a, you know, reverse the decision. No, I think yeah. it should have st- stood. New champion should be Dave Allen. But now they're getting a rematch next month, and now there's going to be a special guest referee, and that is the Lake Station Mayor. What? The mayor of Lake Station will be the special guest referee for that match. Of course they are. Here's my problem with BJ Porter. And – He's you say it yourself. He's he's your fucking he's your altar boy, whoever the fuck he is to you. I don't know where he gets this self entitlement that he feels he could do some of the things he does. But like he he's like he's getting very high and mighty for who 
he really is. And I don't understand that. Like, and you say yourself, if a referee gets shoved, he gets shoved back. I disagree. If a referee gets shoved, disqualify him or move on. You know, nothing against you guys as referees, but you're there for one reason. That's to make an official decision in a match between two people. If some guy shoves you, you either need to disqualify him, give him a warning, or what's that? It's not fighting back. That's not that's not what you're out there for. It's not it's not you're not out there to make it a triple threat match. BJ shouldn't have shoved the dude back. He should have disqualified uh, Jay Color outright. But he should have shoved him. And the fact that he fast counted it just shows pettiness on his part. And I know I'm taking a lot of my own personal issues right now in life out on what fucking BJ did. Because I had the same issue with pettiness earlier today at work. And pettiness is just my trigger for the fucking evening. But it was pettiness that I see in fucking BJ Porter making a fast count on a guy. And especially in a world title match, a fucking ARW heavyweight championship match to fast count that and cheat a guy out of his title. Yeah, maybe thankfully fucking, you know, Boom Boom came out and made the correction. But you never should have had to make that correction to begin with because BJ Porter should have towed the fucking line, knew his fucking place and said, hey, this dude shoved me. I'm not going to disqualify him. That's on me now. But I still got to call the match. You know the difference between being a wrestler, being a manager, and being a referee. We talked about that last week. You know when to keep your cool head and to make the right decision when it counts. And BJ needs to learn that. And stop, you know, maybe worry less about selling fucking t-shirts and worry more about following the fucking rules of fucking refereeing. You know, ease up on the fucking five counts on the fucking rope. I mean, do fucking counts to five in a second and a half, and it's insane. Then slows down on the three counts. Nutty. But I do like BJ. I think he's a cool guy. He just, you know, I, I, he's, a, he's a referee. Uh, I, you know, I think what it is, and I've actually seen it with, I, to me personally. It's been happening over the last few years. These guys are taking liberties on us yeah. as referees. And we're just getting tired of getting bullied, and we're actually just taking action physically. Because, yeah, we're, we can disqualify, I'm sure. They can get fined, yeah, suspended, fired, whatever the fuck. But then there's somebody else, and I think we need, we're just sending a message. I applaud Porter 100% on the pushing back. I, I don't, not, I'm not sure the fast count was needed. Maybe it was petty. And yeah, but the pushing, I think it was, it was justified. Yeah, but, but it's the thing, it's not. The referee's a mediator between two people who are trying to resolve an issue. If somebody shoves the referee, disqualify them and move on. Follow the rules as they are given forth in front of you. If a dude shoves you, call for the disqualification. It doesn't give you an open invite to shove a dude back. Again, it's the respect and, you know, respecting authority. We are the authority. and. Yeah, well, you're, asking, like a, well, you're asking Cutler to respect authority. We know that's not going to happen. Well, we know that. I Come on, I was a tag partner for a day. I know even if we were baby faces that day, he still didn't respect authority. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just think that they're taking more and more liberties on us more than ever. And we're just trying to, you know, show we're not taking the shit no more. Yeah, again, we can disqualify them all day. Well, what's going to happen the next time? We get well, maybe, maybe, maybe because there's maybe because there's no fear anymore. 
Maybe if you guys start disqualifying them a little bit more, they wouldn't be you know, so gung ho on shoving you. Maybe that that's what he was looking for. Maybe we're looking at a VJ Price Eldorado thing all over again. Maybe he shoved Porter to get the disqualification. Maybe he knew that he couldn't put Allen down. And I see that, but at the same time, you are assaulting an official. You are, it's assault. Yeah. So call the disqualification and let fucking ARW deal with the backlash of it. You don't take liberties upon yourself to attack a guy just because he attacked you. Two wrongs don't make a right nubby. We know that. I get it, but I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's just you're too, I get it. You're too close to it. You're too close to it. I get it. Come on. I've been everywhere, so I know. Right? You, you've been a referee, so you know it. You, you know BJ personally, so you, you have that connection with him. I get it, man. I just think you're a little bit too close to it. From an outside perspective, from being a fan, from being a, uh, as fucking Steve call, uh, called me one time, or not Steve, uh, fucking, uh, what the hell, Sentinel, whoever the fucking Gino, the old fucking commissioner. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking news reporter, whatever the fuck he wants to call me. Whatever the hell I am to anybody. I see it for what it is, and what I see is it's a referee who's fucking, you know, too big for his fucking britches and feels that he could do what he wants when he wants. Just because he, just because people mention him and his fucking head blows up and he thinks he's the end-all, be-all when it comes to fucking refereeing. And, hey, good for him for making a name for himself. But at the end of the day, it, it's not his, not his place to fucking, you know, be fucking, you know, up on the marquee higher than the next fucking guy. He's there. If he's he's there. If if you are barely noticed, you're doing a great job as a referee. Am I wrong? Barely noticed. I. The thing is, referees are the third man to match. The yeah, most, but, probably the third most important part. But what so, are you there? What are you there for? You're there to to make sure that there's there's no interference. You make sure to call countouts and pins and all that shit. But realistically, you're not you're not there to fucking you know get the crowd over. No, you're you're right about that. But you also want to be a like you want to be a referee that you want to be noticed. You want to be noticed for you what you do. Let let's take baseball for a second. Uh, what's his name? Who's uh Angel Hernandez? The worst, oh, one God. of the worst fucking ref, umps in the fucking world. God. He's yeah, noticed yeah. because he fucking is the worst ump in the world. Yeah, but he's 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 he perfect example is him. He right. he wants to be noticed. He wants to be recognized as a somebody. But you name I, I know maybe three fucking umpires in all of fucking baseball my entire fucking life. And two of them are fucking retired by now because that's how long it's been since I fucking cared to even think about them. But umps, referees, all these people, they're just there to keep order. They're not right. there to shove and back and shit. That's what the upper right. management for. The upper management at these fucking companies, they're there to dictate what happens to a, uh, a wrestler when he puts his hands on an official. That's why there's rules and guidelines and agreements and contracts and all that stuff that's written up to say you don't put your hand on an official. You don't put your hand on a president. That's why I'm comfortable sitting here. And spewing bullshit at whoever I feel like spewing bullshit at because I know I'm not going to get touched because there's contracts that are are signed and agreed upon that if I get hurt, there will be consequences. Uh, I just think it. I'm not saying get over with the crowd by doing 
certain things to get you noticed. You get noticed by your work ethic. Yeah. Mike, Mike Kyoto, for a big example, he is known, well fucking known, for his ability to rep. Earl Hebner, now granted, he is more notice, notable for the Montreal Screwdriver. We get that. But if you take that out of the equation, he is still notable for his refereeing. We want to be notable for what we do. We don't, if we're going out there trying to get the crowd to cheer for us, be stupid, yeah, get the fuck out. And I, I think you feel that B.J. Porter does that. But I feel like B.J. Porter is finally getting to be the referee to, as you know, being a respectful, re- respectable referee where he's starting to be aggressive, he's starting to be noticed as a referee that people would want to referee their match. That was my point to him. Be the referee that will get you to the point where someone wants you instead of this guy, even though I don't like that part of wrestling either. I think that's bullshit. Everybody should get a different ref every time. Just because you think this ref is good doesn't mean shit. If that ref needs work, you fucking work with them. Don't fucking dictate who the ref is and who whatever. But okay, so point is, I you think that BG Porter did wrong. I think he did right when it comes to the shoving. Yeah, so well, that's because gonna... you're, you're close to it. We'll agree to disagree. But I'm saying because you're a referee, because you're friends with BJ Porter, I get you chose his side, and I get that you think what he did was justified. But at the end of the day, he shouldn't put his hands on a ref on a wrestler no more than a wrestler should put his hands on a referee. You let the officials and the upper management dictate the outcome of the initial shove. Call this qualification, call the fucking match. Because he really he didn't do anything for is he could he could easily disqualify them and the match would have ended with the same results as he would with that fast count because we know Joey Boom Boom wasn't gonna let that fucking stand. I don't know. Maybe he would have let it if Cutler didn't say anything. Maybe Cutler should have moved on because he he's the one that fucked up. But um, so that's the end of that. I believe. Again, you have your thoughts. I have mine. Yeah. But that was that's the end of that match. Uh, Cutler loses by DQ. Still the champion. Rematch next month. The mayor of Lake Station will be the referee. Uh, whew, damn. Indiana State Championship match. ELW defeated the undeniable Dick Diamond. After the match, Matt Cree came out and they were celebrating. Um, they, and Matt Cree called out the workhorses. Um, workhorses came out and they stood at the entranceway where I was talking shit. Yes, I was talking more and more shit because that's what I do. It was then Matt Creed um, drew the attention to the other side of the building. You know that little ramp at the yep. at the um, in comes uh, Rat and Tom Heisman with their uh, workhorse's lawyer Levi, all tied up, gagging them out. They brought him in the ring. Demanded a match with the workhorses. And the workhorses accepted 
under a few conditions. Well, also, um, at some point, you know, Levi. Oh, okay. I know what happened there. Okay, so we'll, we'll um, so the workhorses accepted the match, but only under conditions that Bow and Max Holiday are not to be at ringside. So next month it will be Youth Gone Wild, Tom Heisman and Matt Creed against all three workhorses. And stipulation is no bow or max holiday. And um it was then after like after that they wanted their straining order gone. So Tom Heisman had a taser. And threatened to tase Levi if he did not re- lift the restraining order. Well, is official now. The restraining order is lifted. If you want to see that segment, it is on the ARW uh, Pro YouTube channel. So <laughs> it will be a three-on-two match, or will it be a three-on-two match? That is the question. I'm going to leave it at that. So, again, Max Holiday and Bao are banned from that match. Or not, they are not to be at ringside. But will it still be three on two? That question will be answered next month. Um, all right, before the end of the era match, I forgot to mention this. Um, so there's a battle for ownership for ARW. Some guy named Mark White. I guess was supposed to wrestle Joey Boom Boom. And, well, Mark decided to pull a fast one and say he's not cleared to wrestle, so he will not be wrestling. Now, mind you, there was no referee in that ring. So there was so many, so much shenanigans going on around it. So the Horde, some kind of group, the Horde came out. And while Mark White was running away, Joey Boom Boom got attacked by the Horde. At least one member. And Joey Boom Boom ended up standing call at the end. And as of right now, Joey Boom Boom is still owner of ARW. I'm still now. Um, the reason I'm leaving so much out is because I am not familiar with that whole story. I This is all new to me with ARW because I haven't been to an ARW show in so long. That, yeah, that that's new to me. Anyway. So that's that. Now we got the end of the era match. Ivan Manson defeated Braun the Lumberjack in the Hardcore Family Feud. Now this match, another back and forth and hard hitting. Unusual objects. Typical, you had a ladder. We had a couple of doors. There were some construction cones. There was a water jug. A toy bow, which was used. And the arrows were not arrows. They were Barbie dolls. Ron the Lumberjack used the Barbie dolls to shoot at Ivan Manson. <laughs> there was a Santa statue, a puzzle, which broke into pieces, a broom, gotta have a broom, which Ron the Lumberjack sweeped the leg with the broom on Ivan Manson. So there was a Cooper Kai reference in the crowd. Uh, Lincoln logs were used. And my favorite one of all, the unicorn inner tube. A fucking unicorn. And you know what's funny about that whole thing? The 
unicorn was the only thing that didn't break. How? And I, I shared the the clip to you. Yep. Um, Braun had the deer head in his hand, told Ivan to pick up the unicorn, and they were, it looked like they were going to duel, but it ended up just being the deer head into the gut of Ivan Manson, and then the unicorn disappeared in the crowd. Um, some would say that this hardcore match was weird. Not very hardcore, but if you think about it, it was a family feud match. So a family lives in a house. So those are items inside of a house. And that's but to me that's better than fucking light tubes and other shit. I mean, they used a closet door, a fucking closet door. I mean, it was the funniest shit. Yeah, when I when I saw like some of the pictures you sent me in the video uh, clip and all that stuff, it it's one of the things like where it it's not about the things that are used in a hardcore match, but how it's utilized. And like and like you said, like when they use like the deer head and the uh, the unicorn uh, blow up pool toy and shit that like it it got the entertainment across. I mean, it, they beat the shit out of each other. I mean. I, yeah. I've gone through. I've gone through a fucking bedroom door before. It, it doesn't fucking tickle. So I mean, like they they they're definitely hurting themselves. But you don't need to fucking turn every hardcore match into a death match with barbed wire and fucking glass and thumbtacks and shit. I mean, it's like even uh, I even said on uh, Facebook, you know, that those Lincoln logs hurt more than any fucking thumbtacks ever did. It's like stepping on on a Lego, but if you step yeah. on a cat, it don't really hurt that much. I've done that. Yeah. G.I. Joe's fucking hurt, too. Mm-hmm. It, it was, you know, it made a lot of sense. Um, again, Ivan Manson won. He used the stunner for the three count. Um, after the match, Braun and Cheeks were on their way out. But Cheeks was trying to get Braun back in the ring, you know, reunite, fuck, hash it out, whatever. The Horde came out. All members of the Horde this time came out, jumped the family. Um... It was then Braun had to make a decision. He was hesitant on going back, but he ended up grabbing a Nerf gun, a tennis ball Nerf gun, and shot the horde with him. It was kind of comical. Um, and then after that, after beating the crap out of the horde, um, Braun and Ivan, they hugged, they hashed everything, they reunited. Cheeks hugged um, Charlie. Um, I should say this at the beginning of the match, you know, I Charlie, you know, he does a spiel. Yeah, he does his announcement. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Really? He didn't make any announcement. He said he's not making an announcement. If they want to fight each other, he's going to let them. He is going to not do anything and let the ring announcer do his thing. And the ring announcer did it exactly like Charlie. And That's that really was that, cool. but um, they all reunited at the end. Looks like the family feud is done. End of an era. No more Braun versus Ivan. Um, I'm interested to see where the family goes now with Ivan, yeah. you know, retiring. Is Braun gonna retire? We all these questions I have. Where does Cheeks go, Charlie? I mean, at the end of the, actually at the end, Jay City came out with the and with the family. Is he a new member of the family? Is he going to carry on the name? Are we going to have new members? 
we I, I can't wait to ask these questions to Ivan. Right. And we're gonna have the opportunity next week when we get Ivan on the show. But yeah, that's the end of um ARW from this past Saturday. It it was a fun show. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself. I lost my voice. <laughs> uh, workhorses are assholes. They suck they suck um eggs. That's right, I use your own suck eggs. That's <laughs> right, I use their own thing against them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh, that's all I got for independent wise this week uh, next week we'll have uh, Chicago style wrestling and Dreamwave results and any SCW stuff that comes about yep August 27th uh, Dissension 9 returns to Shabak, uh, Shaban Civic Center tickets are $15 uh, they're taking donations for school supplies for kids in school year uh, door up is at 6.30, bell time's at 7. Following week, September 3rd, SCW has their very first show ever in Hersher, Illinois. Labor Day Perseverance. Uh, donations are accepted of $5 to get into it. It is at the Hersher Elementary School. Doors open at 5.30, bell time's at 6 o'clock. So back-to-back shows uh, leading us up into Steam Hollow in October, which I'm really excited about. I think it's the first week in October. I can't remember. Well, I'll get the date uh, when we get closer to October, it. October. Uh, I'll, I'll go and do it. I'll go do it. It's in my photos, but I got October 8th. October 8th. So, uh, so a lot of wrestling going on. Obviously, with Nubby being here, we're getting more uh, information and stuff. But these are actually turning into two-hour shows, which I've oh. never been a big fan of two-hour shows. But because they're so involved, it makes them that much better. So. We had a big we had a big discussion though. I, I think those, those yeah. were important points. Those are well, important points. Well, maybe we'll get some referees on here and get their perspective on it, or you know, maybe we'll get some fucking owners on here. Who knows? Maybe Terry one day will fucking show up. I don't know. I'm uh, probably gonna get reprimanded at the next show for. <laughs> I'll be the one get that gets questioned. You won't. You you, you probably won't even get a, a thought. Nah, nah, I've become pretty untouchable there. So, guys, make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching Just Freak Wrestling or the JFW Podcast. And make sure you're listening for our shows when they're dropped and they're available on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just search This Freaking Show or JFW Podcast. Wherever you listen to uh, your shows, go ahead and just Google it, platforms, whatever. Uh, if you're able to rate and review it, like I know you can on iTunes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps us in the, uh, helps us boost us there. As well as following us on Podbean definitely helps. Because we are coming back with the SCW roundtables, the Sunday morning following the Saturday shows, you need to have a login to Podbean in order to listen to the live stream. If you guys haven't been part of a live stream before or a live podcast of the SCW roundtable, basically log into Podbean. You're part of the chat. You can interact uh, with the uh, show as it's going on. I take calls from some wrestlers from the previous show or any wrestlers that happen just to chime in. Have a brief conversation with them. Sometimes I'll answer from fans, depending if they're not bugging the hell out of me at the time and shit like that. And the wrestlers do get involved in the chats as well, so you can just type on in and enjoy it and everything. I'll be, I don't think you had a chance to uh, see an SCW roundtable ever happen. Um but who knows, maybe one day you get a chance if you're ever free on a Sunday morning when uh, we do it. Uh, you're more than welcome to uh, chime in and be part of that with us. So 
those are coming back starting in August. So August 27th is the next show. So August 28th is our first uh, SW Roundtable of 2022. So, and those will be consistent going forward following every Sunday morning from the SW shows. Uh, Nubby, that's all I got. I think it's time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect! As always, I am Travis Steve. And I am the Amazing Turtle, Cowabunga Dudes. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Speaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast.